welcome one, welcome all. Another day, another dollar. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, another week, another podcast. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I, I'm dreadfully excited. I wait um, to this very minute. Mm-hmm. I sit in my room. I don't even go to work. I, I see that. Yeah, we, we are actually really worried about you, Zach. You, you kind of just quit everything just just sitting in your room waiting for this podcast to start. I love what I do, my brother. Well, the same mother. Well, uh, we hope you do uh, out there as well, uh, fellow pod people. pod pod viewers, pod, pod listeners. Right. Pod. We need to have like a you know how like everyone has like a fan group name. Yeah. We need to have one for ours. I wonder what ours would be like. The undecided. Uh, the thumbers. The th- <laughs> Those with thumbs. Thumbs uppies. Um, I guess that's up for the Ooh. fans to decide. Thumb uppies. It's like thumb uppies. uppies. Like groupies. Yeah, groupies, but they're thumb uppies. Hmm. You, the thumb uppies out there. It's kind of hard to say, though. I like it. I bet uh, saying Schwarzenegger was hard for people to say, and we got used to that. That's true. (laughs) But that was kind of his last name, so it's not like... Well, it doesn't matter if it's your last name. I mean, I can't say the guy who invented the atomic bomb. Well, I'm just saying... What was that guy's name? He said, I am death. I am become death. I can't Uh, pronounce his name. just throw that on me. I don't know his name. I can look it up real quick. Hyman. Wow. I know it's it's um it's uh German. I have become death. That's that oh Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Now I am uh, now I am become death the destroyer of worlds. Wow, that's kind of nuts. <laughs> Say it more happy, I guess, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I become death, destroy <laughs> worlds. That's me. I wonder if he said it really happily, and everyone just construes it as him being negative. Yeah. Like he's just like, I have become death. I, I have become. <laughs> Isn't this death. great, everyone? Uh, but anywho, in movie news, uh, so today of all days, today is March fourth. Uh, Zach's birthday was actually yesterday. Uh, happy, happy birthday. Twenty. Twenty. Yeah. It's and then to, the uh, prime number of 16, right? What? So take the prime number of 16 oh, oh, oh. and Wait, add it what do you to mean? 20. It's, not, it's the square root of 16. The square root of uh, <laughs> 16. Yeah, the square root of 16. Do the math. Anyways, so happy birthday, Zach. And Thank today you. is obviously um, an, important day. an important day in the movie world. Oscars. Ah. Uh, Skurs, which first started in 1929, <laughs> and the first winner of the Oscars was uh, the Best Picture Wings, which Bird we all know wings. about, right? I love that movie. Because we remember every single movie that ever won Best Picture. I think that's um, the, one of the best movies ever made. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. No, uh, it's it's a good one. Now I would but also, s- before... Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I was just going to say, we are putting this movie out, uh, this podcast out... Minutes before the Oscars, mm-hmm. so we do not know anything. Yeah, no, I have no idea what's what's about to go on. But before we make our predictions, which is what our episode is about today, we have some very exciting news, and Sam has been jittering in his pants. <laughs> that was the noise of it. To tell you, <laughs> thumb uppies. All right, so something I found out today on the acclaimed IndieWire. Uh, is there's actually a John C. Riley Award. Now, this actually isn't like a real award. It's um, figuratively bestowed on an actor who appeared in the most Best Picture nominees in a single year, with a minimum of three required for consideration, because I guess he did it um, in 2002 
uh, with his role of Gangs of New York, Chicago, and The Hours. He was in, uh, in all three of them. Wow. So this year's winner is, um, I'm going to butcher this name, Michael Stolbarg. Stolbarg. Uh-huh. Um, who was in, oh, this is a really old photo of him on IMDb. Oh, my dill. Um, oh, he attended UCLA and then the Juilliard School in New York, so he's Finally. he's been around. Uh, but he was he was in um, Call Me by Your Name. Uh, he was the the scientist person in um, The Shape of Water, and he was also in The Post. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he was in um, Boardwalk Empire and Simple Man. He was he Simple was great. Man. No, yeah, he was in um, he was Simple Man. Really? Um, they used a bad photo of him? They used like a really old photo I'm of him. I'm just imagining the worst photo ever. But what's funny is this... Serious I don't know why they're now giving it to John C. Riley. Oh, this is why. Because apparently the last time that someone who had was in three movies was nominated, or someone who was in three movies that were nominated for, for Best Picture, was back in 1943. So John C., it was like a giant 60-year gap before that happened again. <laughs> um, so it was includes Douglas Croft... Um, Henry Danielle, um, and then a few other people. Honestly, I don't know any of these people really. And Ivan so F. On Simpson. And so on. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, oh, but Charles that, Lawton was. Hey, one of you them. know, uh, John Z. Riley. Uh, no offense, but like, I want him to win an Oscar. But just like the poor Steve Buscemi, um, and so many other great character actors out there, mm. he's never gonna be nominated. No. But he'll always live in our hearts. No, but he's exactly, and I think that's kind of what we're probably going to get to at some point today, um, is he'll be the one that we remember, but he's never going to win something like this. Yeah. Um, I think we should actually start today. Is there a movie this year that you think got the dreaded Oscar snub? Um, I didn't watch that. I'm trying to think. I like... The viewers may be starting to notice. I've become more uh, jaded in my years uh, as time has gone on. And no movie has really popped out to me. Uh, good times, I, I don't think, really should have been nominated. Oh, well, that was going to be mine. <laughs> I know. Um, no, it's wait, also wait, wait. Good Time. Good uh, Times oh, is a 1980. Oh, I know what movie. Uh, the My Little Pony movie. <laughs> It's out, Zach. Uh, guys. What? No, I was just joking. No. I just, it came no. out. It, it, it came out. I was Zach's just not joking. joking. I'm not. I am joking. There's was, no way this is a I've joke. I've never seen that movie. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that movie. I just, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was making a joke. He's definitely not a brony. I'm not a brony. <laughs> You're getting really defensive. I'm not a brony. I All just right. said the movie. I don't think any movie that was snubbed should been snubbed what about florida project everyone seemed to love florida project i haven't seen florida project. i also haven't seen it but i feel like i would it has william defoe in it i feel like anything with william defoe um or paul dano should on automatically get nominated I really, i'm trying to think back on the movies i really was not i can't think of a movie that was like whoa well i saw i saw lawrence of arabia but that came that out in 1960. None. I wish they should that just should be nominated again. <laughs> they should yeah. nominate old movies. Yeah, they should just like the the film actors uh, guild should be like, well, we all watched this old like movie, Citizen Kane. Let's just give it the Best Picture award again because <laughs> we're not really going to remember any of these movies. But I, I disagree. I think there will be movies this year that I think all the movies on here probably are the ones that I would be like, yeah. 
Well, I think first off, we should we should talk about um, what I think everyone everyone what's on their yes. mind. Do you mind uh, if we? Oh, uh, also, what do you think was got snubbed? Good time. Good time. Okay. Now, good time. We've talked about it already. So anyway, so let's say it together, Sam. The mm-hmm. the thing that we're very excited to talk about. Yeah. Three, two, one. Makeup and hair. Design. Oh, fairly close though. <laughs> yeah, um, um, we could talk about both. No, I'm excited for makeup and hair. I think the three contenders. <laughs> well, the three movies I have not seen any of. Them. <laughs> I have not seen any of them. I can't. Can you pronounce Darkest Hour? Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and, and the Wonder. last movie is Wonder. I would probably have what's, to go with what's Wonder. Wonder. Wonder is about uh, Owen Wilson. And um, his oh. kid is disformed. Oh, that movie! And basically, okay. the entire time so that's he just why goes, turn makeup. "Wow!" And the kid learns to say "Whoa!" <laughs> and the mom goes "Whippy." <laughs> Directed by Stephen Chomsky. Um, uh, but I think Wonder should win. Yeah, I think so. But you know well. who I think will I actually win? don't know what Victorian Abdul is. It's about um, the Queen of England. And a guy named Abdul, but I think he's a prince of India, I think. Okay, anyways, uh, now the one that people aren't talking a lot about is the best pictures. I'll read them off to you if you don't have uh, eyeballs. Oh, we're not talking about costume design? Oh, are we not? No, let's just go straight to best picture. All right, well, people are the original, drooling at the... I'm seeing, uh, now that we've done live uh, streaming, uh, I'm seeing drooly faces. So, either, yeah, they want to hear the best pictures. Mm. All right, here we go. Call me by your name. Mm, Darkest Hour. Yes. Dunkirk. Mm. Get out. Mm. Lady Bird. (laughs) Phantom Thread. Uh, Scary. The Post. (laughs) The Shape of Water. Oh, man. Three billboards outside ebbing. Comma, Missouri. Oh, that was boring. Um, I also think it's kind of weird that we have, they switch now to, what is that? Ten? Is that ten? Is that ten? Under, two, cat, sink, seat, set, eight, I think yeah. that's nine. Six. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I lost count. Um, I don't, I, I just don't like, I, I, I don't know. Seems you don't kinda... like nine? I like nine. Nine's good. Why did Why they do nine? that? Uh, I don't really actually know when that began. I think that it began happened fairly kind of recently, right? Well, I think the reason why they did that it started, I believe, in two thousand eight. There are just so many great movies of all different genres, uh, and now they're you know more open to hor- like you have the horror movie, you have the the, the um, indie movies. Like mm. you're seeing all the best pictures, and I love this. None of them, I mean, you have The Post, and you have Phantom Thread, which are all period pieces, and then you have the indie movies, the the A24s, and the mm. and the whatever else. How many A24s are in this one? Uh, I'm just assuming Call Me By Your Name is an A24. No, it's not. Then I assumed wrong. Uh, Get Out? Is, is that no, an A24? No, it's just Lady Bird. Oh, Lady Bird. That's huh. the only one. Well, huh. okay, so the ones that are just Oscar bait all over the place is Darkest, Darkest Hour. Hour. Dunkirk, mm. uh, anything World War Two? I don't know if I would consider Dunkirk. I would say it would Dunkirk be, is an art housey film. It's it's Oscar bait, but not 
but it's still art house. Like it's Oscar bait, but art house. Darkest Hour once again, yeah. or not? I haven't seen this said this yet, but I have not seen Darkest Hour. But I can kind of assume exactly what it's like. Yes. <laughs> Is it's gonna be in the same vein of uh, King's Speech, which was Oscar bait? Yeah. Um, but. I would say The Post and Darkest Hour were the two Oscar baits here. Yeah. Now, movies that I believe kind of hit on that strong kind of like period of the time, which I think these are the higher up ones, is Call Me By Your Name and Three Billboards Outside of Ambien, Missouri. Wait, these are what sort of movies? I think these are the movies that aren't Oscar bait in the sense of like the post, you know, period piece. But these are movies that uh, are that have subjects that are very much relevant today. Mm. Especially the three billboards. I mean, I would include Dunkirk in that in that little category. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Out of a If we're talking about LGBT like, movie and a movie about sexual like I mean the rape. Yeah, know, well I I would include Dunkirk just in in that category of like Oscar bait for being um, relevant, if that makes sense. Uh, um, just no, because well, it's it's Oscar bait, but it's also art house. That I mean, it is art house. I'm saying those two movies are they're good movies, but they're they they're higher up on the list of like you know maybe other movies that were made mm. because they're hitting a soft uh, a hard spot mm. in American culture today. Yeah, you know you got and then also I've been hearing. Well, I've also agreed. There's a lot of uh, strong female leads, mm-hmm. which is you I mean, know three billboards is also Lady Bird, Shape um, of Water, Shape of Water. Yeah. Now here are the movies I have not and seen, and also the Post. I actually uh, to tell oh, you the that's truth, true. The movies, the oh, go ahead. So yeah, the was... movies I have not seen out of these, I believe. Wait, let me count in English: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Okay, so my nine. French was right. Good job, French. Thank you. French was up. that French talking to me? Yes. Thank you, French. Hello. Okay, <laughs> the movies I have not seen are Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Fandom Thread, The Post. So that's four out of five. So for me, I've only not seen the two Oscar baits. I have not seen Darkest Hour, nor have I seen The Post. Wow. Okay, so you, you have a good... Uh, yeah. You know, But I, honestly, tell you the truth, those two movies, you can kind of... Probably. They're probably what you expect. Yeah, I'm not... The post is going to be very similar to... Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can combined with Spotlight. And, uh, and no, and also meets uh, Bridge of Spies. And, yeah, well, I haven't even seen Bridge of Spies yet. No offense, once again, that's a boring movie. Probably <laughs> okay, the most well, don't, boring... Don't say that. That was pretty offensive. Yes. So, don't say that. Steven Spielberg is our only financier on this. Yeah, we actually reached out to him, and he's like, hey, do you want to produce a random podcast? And he was he's like, well, like, I'm just working on this movie right now, but after that, I have no plans, so... Yeah, and we're already bad-mouthing him. Yeah, so, oops. Namaste. There goes all the... <laughs> Namaste, Spielberg. Namaste. There goes our. And then Darkest Hour. I feel like it's gonna be just King's similar speech. to um, probably King's speech. speech. I don't think those two movies. No, those two movies win. If either of those two movies win, that will be the opposite of what happened last year, mm-hmm. where we're like, "Well, yes, you know, Moonlight deserved it." It would be like, "Well, no, that movie did not deserve it." Wait, I thought we were past this. You know, now. The movie that I think, this is my big, this is the movie I want 
to win, right? Mm-hmm. Out of these movies I've seen, and the, what I've heard, and, you know, deserves, I think Get Out deserves to win. I would not think, when I saw Get Out, I did not think it was Oscar Best Picture, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. I would enjoy that movie so much, like, out there in the world, your favorite movie isn't the Oscar winners, or at least for a lot of people. Yeah. It's the, you know, the Talligated Nights. Yeah. It's the, the funny movie, or the scary movie, the movie that shocks you, jars you, or makes you really, really think. But those movies are never, those movies usually always come out too late, or they come out too early before Oscars. And though The Get Out uh, got came out during the summer, that was the only movie that I was like, you know, that, that movie ha- hit everything. Mm. It kept me on my toes. I thought the message didn't beat you over the head, mm. right? And it did it from a funny standpoint. And also, you know, it just, it, it made you, you know, think, and it made you go, what? And it ended, I like the ending. And also, from a biased standpoint, I love me some Jordan Peele. Mm. Was it, you know, love that you guy. Do. I do. He can make sequels like Get Back In Here or like Stuck In Between the Door or uh, Get Out, Come Back In. I'd watch all of it. I think, so real quickly, I'll talk about who I... Um, also, the music's great, which I think is... The music is, is really good. How yeah. it begins with uh, Childish Gambino's... Mm, and his best one. Um, Redbone. Yeah. Oh, so good. Music but, recommendation for anybody who hasn't... Listen. Yeah, well, if you haven't heard that song, then <laughs> you're I don't like, know what's wrong with you? Get out of that box. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Do something. I'm glad you're listening one to our titles. podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we reached you. But now, <laughs> now the next get step. out. <laughs> now get away from here. But also, I I think it's interesting looking at the past winners, how it kind of fluctuates from Oscar bait to non-Oscar bait. So back, so 2013, 2012, and 2011 was like. Oscar, that was Oscar Bates' season. Yeah. King's Speech, Oy. The Artist, Oof. and Argo. Which, both of the, two of those movies were about the film, uh, the film industry. Yeah, The Artist and Argo. Yeah, so Argo to, to do... an extent, Artist especially. Mm-hmm. And then King's Speech was, all three of those were just kind of typical historical films. Yeah. Then before that was Hurt Locker, which was actually fairly unique. Yes. And then there was Slumdog Millionaire, The No Country for Old Men, which was, I mean, Coen Brothers. It's weird. These movies I consider to be, like, classics. But then you go to other which things and you're just like, Crash? In 2006? Never like, seen what? it. But I've heard, you know, you know, that's the that's the movie everybody says, like, that should not have won. Yeah, and then there's also, like, Million Dollar Baby, Lord of the Rings, The Turn of the King. That should have won. That, tell you the truth, in my opinion, even though that's Oscar bait, that's a, you don't usually get blockbusters that mm-hmm. win Best Picture. Like you'll not see, at least for a long time, a Star Wars movie get a block uh, a Oscar Best Picture. Honestly, I think one of the greatest tragedies though in Oscar history yes. is in 1999 when Shakespeare in Love won. For best picture. Yeah. And it beat that. out Saving Private Ryan. Oof. And that is one of the... I think that is the uh, classic examples of pointing to literally just money winning them the Oscars. And to get Harvey a, Weinstein, yeah. who is all, obviously... His, the opinion of him has changed a lot since then. He... Or not... Cha- well, yeah, okay. All right, he well, has become more well-known. Yeah. Um, uh... 
he basically just that was all that Merrimax did, or the Weinstein Company, I guess, at that time. I'm not really sure. I think it was still Merrimax. They just put like all of their money and heart and Shakespeare and love, and I think they 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 broke a record of how much they spent. I did a little bit of research on the Oscars. Um, they broke a record on how much money they won. And if you've seen Shakespeare in Love, and if you've seen Saving Private Ryan, um, there is no, like, there is no way whatsoever that, um, that that would, that should have won. Do you want to hear another upset? I'm just thinking of... Yes, please go with upsets. Talking about a, um, a blockbuster movie that should have won the best picture, in 1977... I'm just guessing, yeah, 1997, Star Wars came out. 1977, yeah. 1977, Star Wars came out, and it was going to get the best picture, and you know what won instead? What? Good old Woody Allen's Annie Hall. <laughs> well, I liked Annie Hall. I like Annie Hall, too, but... Uh, I guess there wasn't it. Once again, it's one of those kind of like Woody Allen's image has oh yeah it's kind of tarnished it's well destroyed. i think the difference between that is annie hall at least it was an art house film it was a, it's it just was... when you look back on it star well ugh, i guess this could be a topic for another day where you know star wars kind of destroyed star wars and jaws kind of destroyed any chance of you know that it, those sort of films yeah or just like where we're not overburdened by blockbusters yeah also, uh, I, I found the exact number. Harvey Weinstein spent uh, five million to promote um, oh, five million Shakespeare in Love. Well, that's, um, that's how much he's gonna need to to not. I don't know. Finish your sentence. Well, I was gonna say to get him out of to trouble, but he'll never no. be out of trouble. He'll, I mean, yeah, five he's... million is. I feel like nothing for him. Also, it feels like five million is kind of small. To promote. Also, I just want to say, uh, no, there's no money in the world that will get him out. He will suffer for, yeah. Hope, hopefully, he. Mm. Never mind. He's a. He's not a good guy. All right, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> no, no, keep this part in. <laughs> All right, fine. So, anyways, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, my thoughts on on the Oscars in general. Oh yeah, what do you well is kind of all over the place, but I think we should we should say that till the end and my, I'll talk about briefly what the movie I would want yes. to win. Oh yeah. I would want were you talking about the movie, the movie you want I to want win? to win yeah, and then so, I'll tell you the movie I think, but I want to know what you So I would want uh, Phantom Thread was weird. Um I would probably say I would honestly say Get Out as well. Nice. Just because I feel like it was a great movie that normally is not nominated. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's a com Like, he put it, I mean, he, he sold it as a comedy. Yeah. Um, and also but it's it, normally, those sort of movies are normally not nominated for anything. And the fact that it was nominated is, is interesting in and of itself. I also didn't think it really was shot. Like, there's no, I mean, there's some really great shots, but it's not... You know, you don't have those large landscapes or every single scene is a beautiful masterpiece. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, it's telling a story. He told the story. He told it well. Mm. Characters are likable. The actors are fantastic. The music is perfect. Um, everything about it is, I think, just, I mean, I'm if I went to see Phantom Thread, I would probably like it, but I don't think it should deserve to win. 
Yeah, no, Phantom Thread was a weird movie. And then, in that sense, the movie I think that deserves to win <laughs> is Get Out. <laughs> well, okay, what about the movie you think will win? I, well, I, oh, the, oh, sorry, the movie I think will win. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Three Billboards Outside in Ebbing, yeah, Missouri. Yeah, I, I, I agree. in my opinion, I thought was a boring and kind of slow movie. Yeah. Character was all right. Um... But uh, what was discussed after that when we saw it? Well, we about were both how, like, talking they, about how they slow forgave. it was. Well, it was slow. It was slow-paced. It should have ended at one at one part. Um, but it once again, it was like a switch in character. They discovered that they shouldn't go out and kill. Or like, what yeah, was it? Yeah, I think they just forgave the, the one guy way too quickly. The one guy that threw um, the, the ad agency boss out of the window I like- and then he got fired but oh no he like he's i don't know i i feel like and it didn't really seem like it was that big of a punishment to him. like i i felt like that's what that was there really wasn't any like you hated him and i never like felt him. for him whatsoever like there wasn't like it was like a love hate thing with that character it was always like i did not like that character no see i i love the actor yeah but- love the actor don't get us wrong i love Everybody, Peter Dinklage, uh, Francis McDormand, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I, great. You know, I just went to see it mostly just to see him in another movie. Um, but uh, Peter Dinklage's character kind of comes out of nowhere. Didn't really need him too much. Yeah. Uh, Francis McDormand's character is good. It's just the pacing. It just it was a good story. It was like a good concept of a story, but. It, uh, I just don't think it was uh, fleshed out as it could have. And then this is the thing I remembered. is Sam Rockwell's character after he throws the guy out of the window and also gets... Oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Um, we need to put a sound effect in there. For spoilers? Yeah, just to let people know. Mm. Um, but anyways, then he gets burned almost alive. He gets burned alive and he survives. Mm-hmm. And he goes like... He realizes that hate is not the way. So we're kind of learning, like, is, like, Francis McDormand wants to go and kill this this rapist, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least get, and everybody is, you know, ki- killing themselves, and uh, and it's kind of showing you about death and how life is. And Sam Rockwell's story is about how hate kind of ruined his life because mm-hmm. he was a racist and just overall mean guy. And what is the last thing he does? He's like, you know what? Even though this guy didn't rape your daughter, I'm going to go help you kill him. Maybe. Probably, though. Well, I think they were, they were like, kind of thinking that he did it. That they still believe that he did it. No, I don't... No, he, they, he didn't. He, ops, he absolutely didn't. The oh. guy... They did a DNA test. Mm-hmm. And the DNA test came back, un, you know, negative. But he did, that guy did do, he did insult another woman horribly. Yeah, he did something. So, the end of the story, even though the story is kind of leading us to be, to believe, like, hate is not the way, mm-hmm. it ends with them going off to possibly murder this man, who probably does deserve it. It's just that the mo- the way that the movie is going, it it's kind of a, a rapid turn. Mm-hmm. Even though they do leave you in suspense. Uh, it's just weird that that's how it would leave you. Yeah, I wasn't really a huge fan. Um, I think it's interesting, though. The director, 
Uh, Martin McDonough? Don- well, Love Sam Rockwell. Well, yeah. Well, at least he's used in the uh, two movies. McDonough? Mm-hmm. Ma- Martin McDonough. Yes. Um, he did In Bruise. Yes. Which was an amazing film. Oh, you thought that? I didn't. I thought it was all right. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great movie. I mean, I loved the character. Um, I'm not too impressed with these this guy's movies. I'm not like as impressed as some people, but I think Colin Farrell's um, role was pretty cool. Mm. And of course, I mean, isn't that the line where it's just like you're fucking an animate object or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Let that's me a like, good, it was, that's it's a, a funny line. line. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I like his part. I just <laughs> that's probably the best of his movies. I agree. Uh, but no, I mean, it, and it's weird to me because it's like it's the same feeling I get with once again with Marvel movies. Just in the fact that it just I'm watching this film, and everyone seems to like it, mm-hmm. and I don't know the art. Every I see all I keep seeing video essays and 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 um like articles about why this movie is unique and how it deals with complicated issues, and I'm just like I did not feel any complicated emotions while watching it. I felt a lot of. Nothing was really tied up. I felt no closures really with any of the characters. And I honestly thought, um, uh, what's her name? Frances Mac- McDormand. Yeah, Frances McDormand's mm. character was kind of flat. Like she was, I mean, your character was a very strong individual, also- but her character didn't, there wasn't really much of an arc. It was just, she was, she was mad. At something and that then she, kept, she should be she angry should at. She should be angry at. But she's not that great of a mother. She's not that great of a mother. It just felt like things kept on being revealed about her. But it doesn't but really show that really she was changed. a good person. Like, you know, no. how, like, in that, it, like, she just was flat out maybe not that good yeah. of a person. And in, in that respect, really the only person that changed was Sam Rockwell's character. Which I do But like... I also don't like, like, his character. Like, he didn't really change in that great, of, like, an interesting of a way. It was like he became aggressive. He focused his, his aggression unjustly he focused his aggression someplace else that i guess is a little bit more um more vigilante i liked his character i just thought how it ended it just kept going and going and after a while i was kind of tired of it and that that's kind of what puts me over when it comes to a movie yeah when it just keeps going and beat it just kind of does he hate him does he not like what's going on yeah no, any movie that you just kind of just get tired of yeah. halfway through is not... I think it was a good story, but once again, just not well executed and should not get the total uh, praise and commitment to making video essays. Uh, it is good. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those... Yeah, I'm... I make a, I it's make a, a video... fine movie, but it shouldn't be like everyone saying it's best film. Yeah. I also, I do want to go down the list and just really talk short, uh, quickly talk. So you haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, right? No. Call Me By Your Name, um, for those who don't know, is about a young uh, Timothy Chalamet um, who is an Italian, he's, he's American, but he's living in Italy because his dad is like an archaeologist. And then um, I guess every once in a while someone comes uh, and visits, actually I think Timothy... I forget if he's from America and, vi- and living in in, in um, Italy or whatever, but whatever. Someone comes and visits them, who's like who works with the dad as another archaeologist, uh-huh. 
and in this in this case, um, it's one of the uh, uh, who are the strong guys called again? What are their names? Butch. No, no, the actual names of like Thor. What's oh. his name? What? Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, the Hemsworths. Yeah, it was one of the Hemsworths. Um, comes and uh, the guy just uh, he starts falling in love. The kid, probably like seventeen, starts falling in love with this like thirty-year-old man. And, you know, at first it's kind of like a, um, uh, it's kind of like a forbidden love sort of thing. Um, but they're kind of flirting back and forth. Nice. Uh, and then, spoilers, boop, beep, oh, that's the sound effect. Um, spoilers, they get together. And then the last part of it, um, is them kind of just being together. Nice. Um, and then no. Wait, it's kind of. You... Yeah. Well, I don't want to ruin the ending ending for you. Um, but I wasn't... I It was shot really well. Um, the only reason I didn't really like it too much is the main character literally had everything. There was nothing really... There wasn't any conflict with him. He actually just kind of seemed like a spoiled brat to me. Uh-huh. Like, he just was a really rich guy that was living... Who was either living in Italy or just vacationing in Italy. And then falls in love with, like, the gorgeous man... And then gets the gorgeous man. And there wasn't really any conflict whatsoever. Which is very European in nature. Like that sort of film. But I just didn't really like the character that much. Because I couldn't really relate with him. Well, I can't have say anything about that. Because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but I... you seen Dunkirk though, right? I have seen Dunkirk. Thoughts? I thought it was alright. I... No one's really said like anything too intense about it. No, I think Dunkirk but, is. Tell you the truth, we should probably wrap this up. Oh, okay. Um, um how long have we been going? Thirty-three minutes. Um, edit this part out. Um, anyways, well, let, well, I think we should just edit around it. I think we should get to each film and talk about it. We should talk about each film, each of the best picture films, real uh, quickly. I mean, I was done with Call Me by Your Name. All right. Well, Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk. Um, should uh, it's not his best film. It's probably his most artsy film. Mm. I was not. I thought it was a little boring at parts and a little confusing because it takes place. It's a. It takes place over three different timelines, but each timeline is like an hour before, mm-hmm. or one is like three hours before. It was good. I just you know Christopher Nolan maybe should pick another movie. <laughs> I just think Christopher Nolan needs to stop manipulating times like it was a story he loves manipulating that would have been fine without manipulating time yeah i really like tom hardy's everything in the plane was nuts yes and the soundtrack was amazing hans zimmer genius Mm. but (laughs) the story itself i think it's the same it's in the same vein as like spielberg movies that get nominated like when warhorse was nominated it was a fine movie but it was a spielberg movie so that's why it's got nominated dunkirk it was a fine movie but, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so that's why it got nominated. Now, I just want to say real quick um, about two movies. I thought Lady Bird was great. Um, if it wins, I would be happy. Um, and Shape of Water I saw. I think that's a cool movie. I think I lumped that in with Get Out as well as kind of being a... I call, I call these movies movies that have plots with, like, B... B-movie plots, but directed and written well. So, a B-movie would be like somebody in a really kooky situation. You know, Shape of Water. A woman falls in love with a fish man. 
get out. A man gets taken over by a bunch of white people and is about to, spoilers, uh, you know, get get in out of his own body, basically. Mm-hmm. Crazy idea. Really original. Um, Shape of Water. Though, Shape of- I, I have one complaint. I had only one complaint about that movie, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, is that there's a scene where the woman fills up the room with water so she can have sex with a fish man. Mm-hmm. I was me and the buddy I was watching that with when it breaks. If I was that guy, the the roommate of that woman, mm-hmm. I would be like, I don't care what you're like. I'm risking my life for you in this. Get out! You ruined my apartment. Yeah. Why would you do this to me just to have sex? Yeah. Can't you hold it a... in till like tomorrow? Yeah. When I'm gonna let you? <laughs> well, I think I think you. Th- what do you mean, Del just... Toro? I I. It was think a beautiful scene. It was like... mostly just that this is like a fantasy film, so some things can't. It's hard when so it's a mad. fantasy film because it it jumps back into reality sometimes in the film, and then it jumps back into the fantasy. So it's hard to like distinguish how to feel, like when it's the fantasy and when it's not. Well, I'll tell you um, how I felt. I felt like that guy should have turned them in over. Like, even though they were best friends, you know how like some things make you really mad? Hmm. I would be like, you ruined one. I have no will to live, but now, this is talking from the character, now you've ruined my live- like my life. Hmm. And this guy was an artist. So all that water has probably ruined some of his paintings. Yeah. Just so they could have sex. I would just be... I would... Imagine your roommate, you know, pounding away. (laughs) But instead of loud noises, um... (laughs) It breaks through your wall (laughs) and ruins the model, like, airplane that you're trying to build to get a job. You know? It's like, you know, you and your boyfriend are leaving tomorrow couldn't you just do that that's how i felt that was my only complaint <laughs> i don't have too many complaints with shape of water i did think it was it was very beautiful um i i just um i thought some parts of it were kind of too weird uh-huh. like the part like the when they started dance like when she started singing oh and i love that part it was fine that, i mean, I mean I, that part was very obviously a mode of transport like a mode of communicating for a, uh, a mute person like it doesn't take anybody to realize yeah that's fake i don't know i mean i i just if i wasn't it, movie... it um i guess maybe i'm just i'm always cynical when it comes to love stories i'm, I'm not like the best i don't really, really love love stories love um unless there's like they're complicated this one i mean i it's not really complicated it's just a fairy tale um but it was also a lot like Splash, I keep telling people. Um, but it's like, take Splash, but reverse gender, and make it done by a more European director. Uh, and that's Splash. Um, and then I also want to talk real quick a little bit about Lady Bird. Um, Lady Bird, uh, the reason why I didn't choose that as what I would want to win um, is because I I didn't think it was that unique um no it wasn't but like they just replaced your typical um goofy child with uh this actress who i thought was good no i i really i 
I thought it was it wasn't like a unique type of story, but I think it was done very very well. I think it was like I, I like my favorite thing about Lady Bird, and actually slowly but surely I watched it and I was a little bit and like uh, cynical about it, but then. Not I liked it, but I, I started liking it more and more. I liked how each of the characters, there was no really ending. There wasn't a, a closure to any of the act, uh, the, the, the direct or uh, characters. The dad still doesn't have a job. Um, the one priest, um, we find out, is depressed, and he's still depressed. Even the main character, Saoirse Ronan, she's, she's in college, and she's homesick now. And now she has to deal with that. There was no... But unlike finish to any of the characters yes but unlike uh three billboards it felt natural yes that it ended kind of on a yeah because it was like a lot like a, a, a life in the college uh like this is how life is i think i With think lady- three billboards it they kept riding us along that it should conclude and then they do a kind of a 180 confusion kind of thing and then it ends on a ambiguous mm-hmm. it felt kind of not misleading to the what audience. I was also thinking while watching it. I think it was Greta Gerwig's. I mean, this was she even said that she had the first boy she ever kissed turned out to be gay. So I think that a lot of Lady Bird was based on Greta Gerwig's life. I mean, it was, she grew up in Sacramento, oh, that was so her. it was very personal to her. Yeah, and I I couldn't get in. I mean, I now it's turning. I'd like I. Uh, I like the movie a lot. Uh, I really like Lady Bird, and it was very heartwarming. I would highly recommend it. The only reason I put Get Out above it geez. is just because I think Get Out introduced a new genre that, or, 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 or enhanced uh, a genre that... It goes along with this uh, Silence of the Lambs kind of, mm-hmm. you know, b- well, a better horror movie. Yeah. Though I will say Silence of the Lambs, I, I think, is a more artsy, or not an artsy, yeah. is a more... Is a better film, but Get Out I thought was Get Out fantastic. is a comedy. It's a comedy horror, mm. but it, it's weird how it switches. I don't know. I, I think I think Get Out Should advanced win. cinema, while Lady Bird perfected an already established. Yes, craft. and that is what I think is why I think Get Out should win because every other movie in there is probably the, is the same old, same old. Really, like I've seen it before. Get Out. I saw something completely new, and it was, not only was it new, it was well done. Well, you still haven't seen Phantom Thread or Call Me By Your Name. No, but I have seen Paul Thomas Anderson's other stuff. Eh, I don't know. Phantom Thread is kind of weird. I didn't really like it that much, but it's a, it's not like a typical well, that's P.T. Why Anderson I, film. Oh, really? Well, that's why I didn't see it. I, I You came to me in the middle of the night and said, <laughs> don't watch this. So, anywho, I think we should go on um, to reading. We actually are going to be changing books. Yes. Um, and we're going to be reading one of my favorite books of all time, the autobiography of Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin. And the reason why I agreed to ch- change books is the other one was not really specific. It was just on Jaws. This, we're going to learn together, because I've never read this, uh, Charlie Chaplin's life. So, I will read the first paragraph of... Charlie Chaplin, uh, my bio- my autobiography. And I've read it twice, by the way. I've never read it, so here we go. We'll read it together. Prelude. Before Westminster Bridge was open, Kinston Road was only a bridgel path. After 1750, a new road was laid down from the bridge forming a direct link to Brighton. As a coincidence, 
Kennington Road, where I spent most of my boyhood, directed by Richard Linklater, boasted some fine houses of architectural merit, fronted with iron-grilled balconies from which occupants could once have seen George the Fourth crotching on his way to Brighton. <laughs> Coaching on his way to Brighton. Till next week. Uh, yeah, no, I lied. I have not seen... I did not read the prologue. Yes, and it's so about... there you go. That's going to be about, like, 12 episodes right there. So, uh, the Oscars are going to be tonight at a certain time that I do not have in front of me. I'm it's excited. By Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel not is... Not that excited for him. No, he's kind of a boring person in my opinion, but... Uh, you know, he'll, he'll be, he's a very bland, he'll he hit the, he'll hit the, he can talk. Yeah. yeah. I agree. He um, is kind of bland. He he's kinda obviously just the says most bland the person I know in like late night. He kind of just, yeah. Seth Myers is even more interesting. I like him. He's at least a little goofy. Yeah. I feel like Jimmy Kimmel, but whatever. I don't he really see his it for voices. It. But I, the one prediction I have tonight is I'm going to be very pissed at some point. Ooh. Um, and I probably will renounce Oscars once again, but. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it as I do every year. We'll live. T- we'll uh, live stream some things. Yeah. 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 Which will be in a few hours. Yeah, let's do it. Woo! Woo! Yeah! No, don't do that to me. Woo!